Whack Matters is brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial where you can test out Audible's awesome audiobook monthly subscription service. Make sure to go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters. Uh, did, did you talk to anybody about at, like your job about this thing? Actually, yes. Did any of them come listen? Uh, I got a few of them interested. Freaking heck yeah, Karsten. I See, what we needed was people who have friends. All I had to say was, dude, I'm in this, like, really sexy podcast. Just kidding, I didn't say that. I, I mean, said, hey, 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 guys, I'm starting a podcast. Listen to it. Push up your glasses. Just uh, They were already up. It's weird, but you tried to do it again anyway. But you underestimate my power. Anyway, welcome back to episode five of Tune In. This is the show where we talk about cartoons that we think are appropriate and made for all ages. So the whole family can come together, watch the show. The kids are challenged by a good story. The parents are challenged by a good story, and everybody grows closer. You can talk about it, and you don't have to worry about any of the inappropriate, stupid stuff that happens with some adult shows, and you don't have to worry about a show talking down to uh, the children or to your kind of intelligence being insulted by watching a show made for kids. It's kind of the whole premise of our show. We usually do two episodes at a time, but we're doing one season of a show at a time. And we, turns out, there's only nine episodes of the show that we're doing, which is the Dragon Prince. So we're going to have a lot of filler in this episode. A lot of filler. No, so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of recap the episode, talk about it a little bit, talk about the series as a whole real quick, and give you our final thoughts and opinions. And then next week, be expecting... Oh, we'll talk about that at the end, actually. We'll we'll reserve it. We'll keep you guys waiting on the edge of your seat for it. But uh, real quick, let's get the introductions out of the way. I am your host... Marcus Nip, and I am joined by my co-host, Frederick von Eisenhower, Karsten Miller. You suck. Freaking like a vacuum. Okay, we're not doing that stupid joke again. Uh, you're not wrong. Karsten? Yes? When was this episode released? Trivia, do you remember? I said it. All of them were released on the same day. Uh, it was a Netflix original, so it was released on, did you say September 14th, 2018? Oh, Carson with the good stuff. September. I just pulled a number out of the thin air. September 14th, 2018 is when the Dragon Prince was released. We're reviewing and talking about episode 9 today, which is called Wonder Wonderstorm. Storm. Dude, we nailed that, dog. Jinx, you owe me another monster. I have one at the apartment. I don't want it. I don't drink that kind of crap. Okay, well, I hate you. Thanks. Carson, what happens in this episode? Oh, I tried to talk about it last episode real quick. I like this part. They introduced this thing that I think is going to be because of who the writer is. Because, again, like Avatar and stuff, like it was really a fleshed out world. It's one of the guys who made that and wrote a lot of that. I think that Ez is going to have the power to freaking talk to animals. Not gonna. It's he. He does have it. Well, yeah, but like I think they're going to explain it and elaborate on it, and it's going to get really neat and cool. And I'm very excited to see where that goes. So the episode kind of starts with Ez claiming he has the ability to do this. And Callum's all just like... Kind of a huge, like, jerk about it, actually. Like... He's just like, you're a kid, what do you know? It's just your imagination. Overtly a jerk. Like, I think a jerk in a way we haven't seen Callum be. Like, that... I mean, you wouldn't really understand this, but that's kind of a big brother reaction to something like that. Like, Michael would probably understand. Like, you've probably said stuff like that, and Michael's just like, you freaking idiot. That's no, not how the uh, world works. Here's the thing. Um, I don't know what kind of big brother you are, but Michael's what I like to call a good one. Donked on you, roasted. Well, I'm not speaking from experience. I'm just saying, generally, older brothers tend to doubt younger brothers. That makes no sense. Because you're not an older brother. 
You wouldn't understand it. Okay. Take the rest of the episode away. Or at least the next part. Take it away? Okay. So... That'll come back to haunt you. I got a pocket, I got a pocket full of sunshine. I got a love when I know that's all mine. Oh. Oh. Don't give me those eyes. Okay, keep Not on camera. We're not on I'm just saying in the future, if we are on camera, don't give me those eyes. Okay, got you. Okay, so. Jerk a little judgy, I think. Yeah, so Callum does not believe Ezran at all. He's just like, you foolish kid. That's, like, not how the world works. Even though, like, I can use magic and we are standing right next to a literal elf while holding a dragon egg. And we have this, like, glowing toad thing. That's not how the world works. You can't talk to animals. And Ezran's just like, man, you're such a jerk. You should probably just believe me. Which, like, okay, and here's the thing. Again, also, in Ez's defense, maybe maybe it is just we have different perspectives. Because younger brother, I'm, a, I'm the youngest. You're the oldest of your family. Yeah. We're in a world with freaking dragons and magic and elves and stuff, you big dummy. You think it's really outside the realm of possibility that I can talk to an animal? You shot lightning last episode, big dumb boy. Yeah. Then it cuts over to Soren like, and Claudia. Like, dunked on. Okay, keep going. Sorry. No, you're good, man. You're good. And they're continuing on their side quest to find the ingredients to make this tracking spell so they can find the princes. And there's just some playful banter between the two, and it's honestly, I feel like it's, it, I know it's gonna have, like, a role in, like, the future, but it seems, honestly, the banter just seems like filler. Yes. Um, it's, the quest itself isn't filler, but the banter. Yes. And the banter, I mean, it's well written. It's like, it's witty. Except for the fart joke. Okay, yeah. That was dumb, but like. I cringed. It was witty enough for the most part um i think i'm trying to think of how to say it like it's not the best example of how much charm this show can have but i think that like other examples of banter like that that i think do happen later in this episode and stuff between the two of them there's a lot of charm in that yeah that like to where even though like this first like time that they're kind of like doing that it's not great like I do like moments like that later mm -hmm. on in this episode. Yeah, like when um when Soren makes a joke using wordplay. Yes, and like then, that whole that and whole... then and Claudia is just like, oh, I get your joke, and she tries to make a the same basically the same joke, and he's just like, no, you didn't get the joke. Yeah, no, you like, just ruined it. Yeah, that that whole part like made real life like grown up Marcus laugh. Like that was that was just funny. Yeah, like so I enjoyed that part. And normally I don't like. Just forced jokes. Yeah, like I, I think it was well written. Like, yeah, they I think, did it well. I think it, it speaks to the credit of these. Yeah, these writers. Who? Sorry, I forgot to say again. This episode was written by the two creators, Aaron Something and Justin Richmond. Yes. So then, after that little exchange, we cut back to our main party, and um, they hear they're wandering up the mountain, and it's nighttime, and they're just like, "Okay, where are all these monsters at?" And then they hear a noise. And Rayla's just like, okay, guys, I, I'm i handicapped now, so I am obviously the best choice to go and search out whatever's making this noise. So she... Yeah, at this point, 
her hand is effectively useless. Pretty much useless. The only thing that, the only time she'll be able to use it is, like, if she were to, like, end up in some extreme state of, like, adrenaline, or if she musters up the willpower to use it, I guess. Yeah, but, like, it's, for all intents and purposes, not, it's not going great, and for all intents and purposes, they don't see a way of it coming, like, of her getting it off. And she's pretty much accepted that yeah, her hand's yeah, gonna fall yeah, off. Yeah, at this point, she's essentially saying, like, I care about this person, like, I've grown to like him as a human being, and, like, because they have a bonding moment when, yes. they're, when they're being chased by that, as Ran and Rayla have a bonding moment when they're being chased by the giant worm in the last episode. Yes, and, like, so it's very much, she's like, I'm more than willing and okay with losing my hand. So Ez can keep his life mm-hmm. and, like, we'll move on. It's fine. Yeah, and we also find out that she, she, Rayla has, a whole bun- has like, a whole bunch of self-doubt. Um, so she's not she's not as calm and collected as she wants us to believe. And yeah, and it was actually really neat. Yeah. I guess, and freaking, spe- I like these writers a lot. It's really special. There's mm-hmm. layers. The characters are interesting. De- there's development. It feels like things matter, which I like a lot. Like, it feels like stuff that would seem throwaway generally matters a lot. Whack. Don't throw up gang signs at me. Whack matters. Okay, keep going. So, she runs off to investigate what this, what's making this noise, and she finds this spiderweb mummy. She finds Frodo. And freaking Shelob, am I right, man? Yeah, I was, I was just like, are we sure this isn't Lord of the Rings? I mean, they're carrying the thing; it gets heavier, urgency as they get closer. Yeah, yeah, and consequences. Everyone's fighting over this object of immense power that they must cast into the volcano, or something like that. Um, I think that's how it works. Yeah. So they, uh, she runs off. She finds this spiderweb mummy that's calling out to her, saying, "Go back." This, it isn't safe here. Run away while you still can. And she's like, no, I gotta, I gotta like, help you, because you're obviously still alive. She cuts it open, and a whole bunch of ash falls out. What? It was kind of dark, actually. A bunch of freaking Pokemon trainers? That's a dumb joke. I'm sorry. Can we even classify him as a Pokemon trainer? All of his badges were pity badges. Loosely. We can loosely call him he trained Pikachu pretty good. No, he didn't. Pikachu went, loses almost every battle okay, it fights in. Okay, but can I in. say this? Pikachu also has beat freaking a lot of Pokemon that Pikachu has no business beating. Okay, but the thing is, if they actually knew what they were doing when writing that show, Pikachu would be like, in like X and Y, Pikachu would be like a freaking level 100 Pikachu and could destroy literally anything that it went up against. But no, it still gets beat by a Fletchling. It's EV trend, in theory. It should still be like super overpowered. Okay, whatever. Let's keep going. Okay. So, uh, we're not going to argue Pokemon stats yes. for new Okay, whatever. <laughs> we're nerds if you can't tell. You speak for yourself, bud. I am too. I'm sorry. I got it really aggressive for no reason. Marcus, I feel attacked personally. Are you trying to bully me? Yeah. That's not okay, dude. And it's on the internet, so it's cyberbullying, no, I it's, think. Yeah, it's cyberbullying because it's happening on the internet. Yeah, that's how that works. Okay, yeah, totally. So, so all if I make fun of somebody while I'm FaceTiming with them, yes, that would be cyberbullying because it's happening through the internet. They're not in person. Okay, sorry. Yeah. All right. What if it's on the phone? Still cyberbullying. That's not really internet. Doesn't though. have to be internet. It's cyber. Cy- 
cyber is just electronics. Over what electronics. if it's actually, or would would be over the phone just be straight up harassment? There's just regular old bullying. So hold on, if I spray paint Carson Miller is a poop head on the side of a building, and then take a picture of it. No, no, no. I just spray paint it there. What kind of bullying is that? Uh, that is. Besides vandal, it's vandalism. Vandalism, for sure, but I think it also might be like slander. I think it's slander. You're no, maybe. I, is it Stone Age bullying? Get it? Because it. No, that's okay. Whatever. We need. We're freaking running out of time. We have one episode to do, and we we can't even do that in the time limit we've allotted ourselves. So many bunny trails, my Gosh. dude. Okay, so all of this dust falls out of the mummy, and Rayla freaks out. It's the first time I've actually it, seen her scared. It also actually is kind of creepy, though. For it real. Is. Like, I get we're in Spooktober and all that, but still, that's a little much for a family show. Yeah, I peed a little when I watched it the I first a, time. I have a bla- bladder of steam. I don't pee. <laughs> Even when I'm trying, it's a curse. It's a blessing and a curse. Where does it go? Ah. Okay. Then. So she gets back to the group and she's like, and she's like actually legit traumatized from it. And they're just like, dude, what happened? She doesn't want to talk about it. So they just keep journeying up they just keep journeying up the mountain and there are giant spider webs everywhere. And Calum's just like, I'ma touch one. But really it's just like, you fool. Why would you touch a giant spider web? If you've clearly been told that there are giant monsters on a mountain and you've seen them yourself, why would you think that it'd be a good idea to touch a spider web? Yeah, Callum's kind of a big dummy, genuinely. He is. Uh but then Ezran Um sees this giant spider off in the distance and it starts chasing them and they're all freaking out and they find a little spot to hide from the spider and it's trying to find him but then Ezran realizes oh wait this spider doesn't talk like a normal spider spiders don't talk like that so he he gets this hypothesis that maybe the spider the giant spider isn't actually a real spider so he steps out from behind the hiding spot and he decides he's going to go talk to the spider he's going to go confront it and he walks right up to it, and he was right. It's not a real spider. They don't tell us what it is, though. It's just, we just know it's not a, not a real spider. And it has a little friendly conversation with him. So the rest of the group are just like, oh, sick. And then Callum does this little, I'm sorry, dance, which was kind of cringy, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, from not like... the a, high points of the show. From like, like, in like a more real sense, like... As, like, a thing that an older brother does for, like, a child, younger, like, a, a child brother, it's kind of sweet, but, like, like, I the, sen- it's, it's the not, sentiment of it is sweet. The, and it's not handled in a, it is done and handled in a more cringy way and less of a, a genuine their brother's way. Like, if that makes sense. Like, I'm a younger brother, and don't get me wrong, Michael's done dorky things to be, like, a nice, good older brother to me. But it's not, like, when, it doesn't give off the same weird cringy vibe, even when I think back on it and, like, look back on it now, that this did to that. Like, I think, you, for sure, you see where they're trying to go. It's kind of like that thing where, like, a habit that starts, like, maybe when Ezran was, like, like a toddler or something, Callum would do these dances to, like, cheer him up. Kind of like a, don't, don't tell, if I, if I let you hit me, will you not tell mom and dad kind of thing. Yeah. And then that ha- and then that little tradition just kind of stuck with them as they grew up. Yeah, and it's a little hokey, but like yeah, the, the sentiment is there. 
and I, I respect the sentiment. It's not handled the best, but I, I like the I like the place it's coming from. Yeah. Even though I don't love the execution. It's the thought that counts. For sure. Yeah. So after we get through that little bit of torture, we uh, they continue their way up the mountain. And as they're going up the mountain, they find this tree. And... Man, there's... This tree is the is supposedly where uh where they where Ellis and Ava encountered this magical miracle healer. But then Ezran is talking to uh Ava the wolf and the wolf's just like, Oh, by the way, this ma- this mystical magical healer person doesn't exist. Not real fake. Twitter news. Fake news hashtag fox um so and then this just giant then a very big magical creature comes kind of looks like an articuno but black yeah and it's really tight looking i want one and um uh illusion and moon shadow illusionist moon moon mage moon mage shows up and they get to talking about how it's all like the wolf losing her leg or having all four legs was an illusion didn't, the wolf didn't actually have didn't, four yeah, legs. Never it just actually... looked and felt like it had four legs. So, for all intents and purposes, it did? I don't know. It was kind of confusing. But, like, all the monsters that they were facing and stuff were her... Illusions. Were, were illusions that she was making and stuff. Um, Around this time, um, freaking Ka... Not Callum. Soren and Claudia start to... They're getting to the top of their mountain, so their spell's starting to kind of work. Everything starts to swirl around. They're talking to the moon mage, and the moon mage recognizes that... The dragon egg. The dragon egg's gonna die. There's no way There's, they're gonna make it to yeah, the she can't, time. she can't heal it. it. It's gonna die. But she but she has useful information. The dragon will hatch if you manage to Dra- heal yes, it. Storm dragons the dragon hatch will he- in the eye of storms. And the only way to make to keep it from dying is to hatch it. However, there are no storms around. So this is where kind of like this world-building thing that kind of happens. If you remember back to, I think, episode one, maybe two, um, they talk about how um, there's an orb that Callum's had to help him perform magic this whole time. This rune. He stole from Claudia that is a storm captured inside of it. Inside of it. And one other part that's kind of like big that we forgot to mention last episode is, well, forgot to mention in the last episode for the last episode is um callum has this conversation with uh with ellis and ellis is just like the magic isn't your your coolness your your abilities your confidence shouldn't be this little orb that isn't you like the, we forgot the character that i wanted to yeah with him. you're you are not this magical orb you are you so you shouldn't you shouldn't put all the glory on this little orb that's you casting the spells yes so at this point callum makes the rough choice of sacrificing his magic ability potentially potentially and he's he's for sure gonna do magic next season though guaranteed he's gonna like channel it through his or he's gonna use that the the judaism rubik's cube it's gonna be something yeah um so he destroys the destroys the rune which releases the storm and uh, so like same time the spell goes off for that claudia and soren are doing so like 
you get this really neat wide shot where Varen's in the foreground looking out and you see their spell going off and you see the storm happening and it's a really tight shot actually. Like I know and like this show even got criticisms how we talked about how some of the animation looks sluggish before. This show got criticisms about that but this shot is spectacular. Like the it's phenomenal. I love it. Huge. So dragon hatches. Well the dragon doesn't hatch in the storm the um the egg is like it's like floating up in the storm and it's like starting to glow and all the vibrant colors are coming back and there's lightning and all these magical things going on and then the storm goes away and the egg falls to the ground and just all the light goes out and it didn't work it did work though it super works they just wanted to lead you to believe that it wasn't going to work so after everyone intently stared at it for about 30 seconds starts to shake and then it hatches and there's this little baby dragon and it's super cute it It, is i want one as a pet it's really tight and and it's just like oh look there's a toy on rayla's wrist and it goes and it bites it off and the dragon manages to free rayla from her from her binding which is big for her she gets to keep her hand hooray and that's how baby dragons are made yeah that's where like the show ends so season one ends yeah, so Claudia and Soren cast their tracking spell. The little baby dragon's born, and Lord Viren is being Lord Viren. And kind of still in control and on top. Seems to be unopposed. He is dominant. What do you think of season one of The Dragon Prince overall? Honestly, I really liked it. Um, like like we've mentioned, there were a few moments where I found myself either cringing or just wasn't very hugely amused. But that was just like, one episode that could keep that you just push through because every, every series has that one episode or has flaws you, there's little yeah, there's I mean, no such thing as a perfect show unless true. we're talking about hero season one i was not gonna say that what were you gonna say well it depends on what you were gonna say i was gonna say hero season one okay it's um it's the best show hero season one if you pretend that they never made more seasons to heroes and there's only one season of that show that exists, it is the perfect television show. Okay. So, yeah, there are a few exceptions that some could consider perfect television shows, but this is not one of them. This is a normal television show where... Yes. ...that's made by flawed humans. It is is not groundbreaking in any way. But it's still enjoyable. But it's very good. Um, It's new. There's some things that I haven't seen... Uh, like the way they handle magic and stuff. Like it's it's new. It's a different. It's a nice story. magic system. Yeah, it's a it's a cool thing. It's not nece- like things like it have been done, of course, but like it hasn't been done this way, at least not in very recent years. I would I would give this a recommendation if you want to kind of get your kids into some light fantasy, and you also enjoy fantasy yourself. I would say this is a good one for you and your kids to kind of gather on the TV. I would suggest just because there's so few episodes watch it like a weekly show or something don't kind of binge it that way you can make it last and i think it's neat because you can talk about it with your kids you'd be like hey like what's your theories on this and like get their minds kind of working i think that's a neat fun thing you can do like again the idea of this show is to bring families together around these cartoons that are phenomenally made for all ages yeah i think that you should do that I would recommend, I would, it's not the best show ever, like, I'm not gonna say that it is, but I'm gonna say that I'm a huge fan, and I'm excited for season two, 
It recent, recently got announced. Nice. Like it was on the edge, got announced for season two. But let's wrap up our show, episode five of TuneIn. Yes. If you liked our show a lot and you would like to kind of help us out, the best way to help out a podcast and be able to get sponsorships and have sort of clout in the podcast world is uh, all through iTunes. So if you have a little bit of time and wouldn't mind spending your precious life minutes on giving us a five-star review, that would be very, very much appreciated. Uh, If you would like to help us out in sort of more of a direct way, there is a donate button on the Whack Matters website. You can go and feel free to donate uh, some money for us so we can kind of um, make this sort of a thing that is uh, easier to spend our time on. And also um, because I'm still dying of scurvy. So that's a problem maker. But if you would like to get something for your money besides the uh, satisfaction of helping me not die, there's also a merch link you can go and get yourself a Whack Matters t-shirt. Are you kidding me? We have those in gray and black. (laughs) <laughs> Carson's computer's updating. Um, oh wow, that's what happens when you postpone it for like three days. Yeah, you can't do that, man. Why'd you? Oh, because every time it was asking me to update, I was like using it. Oh, I mean, and then I just forgot to do it when I wasn't using it. So I've been your host, Marcus Nip, and this was my co-host, Frederick von Eisenhower, Carson Miller, and I would like to just remind you guys to tune, tune in, in next time. time.